Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast, the show that helps swimmers and triathletes love the water, become a better swimmer, and live a better life. Here's your host, Brenton Ford. Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. My guest today is someone who came along to our Hell Week camp last year in Thailand, and she's also come along to one of our freestyle clinics. And the reason why I wanted to invite her on the podcast today was because she's got a, a really good story about how she's gone from a, a two minutes to 205 sort of pace down to around about 140 per 100 uh, for a half Ironman distance. Because I, a lot of people who come to us are around about the two minute mark, uh, maybe a little bit slower than that. And sometimes they find it hard to get under the two two minute pace per 100. So on today's episode, we talk about how she's been able to do that. So what she's changed in her training, in her technique, uh, her mindset, and some of the other things that she's added to her weekly training regime. Uh, so my guest today is Tabitha Jones. She's a triathlete in New South Wales here in Australia. And I think you'll get a lot out of today's episode if you're looking for uh, some different ways to become a better swimmer and, and see how Tabitha has gone from around about a 20, 25 second per 100 improvement over the course of about eight or nine months. I don't know how you got into triathlon. Like, when did that start for you? <laughs> oh, it's probably like, it's probably nearly three years now. So I just like turned up and did one. And I loved it. Like from the first one that I did, that's about it. Like we have a local triathlon club and some of my friends were doing triathlons. And I was always a swimmer, like always loved swimming. So my whole life. And I just, yeah, needed a new challenge, I suppose. So you had friends who were doing it and you thought, oh, that looks like it could be a bit of fun and you just decided to do one? <laughs> yep, and I was addicted straight away. Like I was hooked <laughs> from the first one that I did. And it was funny because it took me and my sister, we did it together, we got lost. I think like on a 30-minute course it took us 53 minutes, like I still remember that. And we got back and they'd packed up. Like there was no one what like, all the gear was packed up and people were just like, where have you two been? <laughs> and I loved it. Like, even that. Like, we took mountain bikes, I think. And, um, yeah, it was quite entertaining. We still talk about it. <laughs> well, I think it's, I mean, my, my uncle's just gotten started in triathlons this season. And he, yeah. Um, yeah, like, he's just got all the sort of basic equipment to do it. But he just, he just loves it. And the ability to, keep fit across you know different sports and so many opportunities to take off time across the three yep. sports that um yeah he's just he's addicted now he's looking at a better bike and um you know a few other things that he can do and stepping up the distance he wants to do an olympic now and um it's just really good to see that that progression in the sport and that's something that i've i mean i've known you for, for i mean not that long now actually it's probably um eight months I think because you came along to a clinic a freestyle clinic last year which uh, yeah I did a clinic with me yeah that was like when was that was that so I had a bike riding accident and then I did nothing for a few months like I had three months or four months off and my friend actually he made me go along to that um because he wanted to work on his swimming so I just like tagged along (laughs) um I don't know. And, um, oh, we went to Sydney. I don't even know what we went for. Anyway, so, yeah, we booked in and um, we went down and did it. And then, that, like, I wasn't even that keen for it. And, like, I saw my video and I was like, that's terrible. It was terrible if you could dig <laughs> that video out. I was I'll have it there somewhere. I'll have to have a look. It was terrible. Anyway, um, and then I was like, 
that even that like I was so intrigued about you know because then we watched the video of I don't know who it was someone in their funky trunks that was like perfect swimmer um and I was like it just like it just made me want to get better at it I was just like I can do so much better than that and um yeah we just that just that's why I went to hell week because I was like okay well I need more than three hours it's gonna take longer than that um and yeah it was good and so you and I, I don't think I've got any videos from Hell Week, but um, I'd like to video it again when you're out here and have a look and compare it to that first one. It was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Like when I looked at it, I was like, "Oh my god, is that what I look like?" Because I theoretically know what a good swimmer looks like. You know, I've been a swimmer always, and I've always been coached in swimming since I was at school. But I was quite shocked. Yeah, and that's the normal reaction for most people. Is that what most people say? Well, they think they look, they feel like they look a lot different than what they were expecting. And I mean, I was the same. I've swum for like nearly twenty eight years, and um, I had sort of seen myself swim before, but um, not properly in, in sort of good quality video and. And I've been coaching people and I've been doing a lot of video video analysis. And even the first time I properly got filmed, it was so different to what I was expecting and all these sort of little flaws and errors that I could see where I, where I could improve, um, things I thought I was doing yeah. right but wasn't. So, yeah, I mean, that video is such a, a valuable tool. And we'll have to dig out those videos because I'll have them I'll have them there for us to, to look at so we can do the, <laughs> the comparison. You're dry. Like, I was like, oh, it is. It's like digging out something for when you're like, a teenager or something. Like, like a high school love letter or something that you don't want to look back at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> anyway, when I saw it, I was horrified. Like my form was bad, my posture in the water was bad, my kick was bad, my hands were bad, like everything. <laughs> it was nothing. Like, you know how the guys are like really nice and they do it? They're like, hmm. <laughs> like, look for the silver lining, but there was nothing. It was bad. <laughs> so that you... just goes to show, like, Technically, I know that what a swimmer should look like, um, but I've never seen it. I've never been videoed swimming ever. Well, you've gone from we we're talking about just before, and you've gone from a yeah, roughly a two minutes to two oh five sort of pace for a sprint distance triathlon down to um, you did Port Mac half Ironman recently, which is one point nine k, and you're around the one forty mark per hundred for that. So that's yep. like twenty twenty five seconds per hundred faster across a distance which is you know sort of doubling a bit for what you were used to and that's and that's in the space of let's say uh i mean even if it was sort of 12 months from when you very when you started the the clinic like that's a that's a massive jump in the space of 12 months so what i want to sort of cover a little bit is some of the changes you've made to your technique and training and and those sorts of things in order to do that because I'd say the majority of people who, who sort of come to us, they, a lot of them are around that two minutes plus range. And um, I think having you made that huge jump, it's, it's a good insight into um, how someone's gone from, from that and to get well under the, the two-minute pace. So, um, I mean, first of all, technique. So what, what do you focus on now when you're swimming as opposed to what you were focusing on beforehand? Um, I think... The funny thing is, like, I've always been a big swimmer. So I've always done lots of distance. Um, so I think that the change for me has been um, 
focusing, like focusing really on what I'm doing, like instead of just swimming. Like I think I just used to go to the pool and swim and um, whatever, like my set said, I'd do the distance or whatever. But I think since going to Hell Week, I actually really learned about um, why I was doing things. So why I was actually implementing drills or why I was, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, so I was thinking about it. So it was quality swimming instead of just quantity. Like I think before, like I don't think my um, quantity has changed so much. I don't think I'm swimming further really because I've always, you know, been quite capable of doing long pool sets. Um, but I think it's actually when I do a drill, I don't just do it because there's a drill there. I do it because I know there's a, there's a purpose for it mm. and making my swimming more purposeful. I really think that's it. I think um, that's the only real thing that's changed as well as consistency. Like my consistency with my training has been heaps better. Um, and I don't live where there's pools in winter. So I have to travel to swim and just making the effort to not drop swim sets like over winter and that sort of thing. Whereas before I would, but before I'd sort of do, you know, do seasonal, ramp it up in triathlon season and, and not so much. But I've seen that consistency is actually better for me mm. and i mean at at how week i think it's about 13 sessions that we did in total last year 13 swim sessions across the the week and i mean by the end of it everyone's pr- fairly fatigued and sore but i mean they're to me everyone looks a lot stronger in the water and it's so much easier to make changes to your stroke when you're in that regularly i mean yeah, most people and what they might not even do 13 swim sessions a month compared to a week and um and you talk about consistency well the, the old rule of thumb is you take a week out of the water it'll take you two weeks to get back to where you were so just yeah. being in the water you know, at least three times a week uh, over the period of a couple of months it, it just makes such such a difference if, if you weren't doing that in the past and um i mean you're working pretty closely with um with ryan who's one of our our coaches and he's sort of setting your your triathlon programs and um i know this this type of sets that he does he gives you and they're they're just really really good they're specific and there's a, a purpose behind them and um can you talk a little bit about like the um what you sort of get out of your training sessions now as opposed to before beforehand or how you view them now yeah so i think um that's part of it too so they're always um different like there's always a lot of variety but there is a purpose so when you know i have a training set and i read through it there's always a real purpose to what i'm doing and that helps me because like i like to be self-learning and everything a lot of what i do is remote so i sort of don't do um always face-to-face stuff so if I can like be self-learning and self, you know, instructing myself, that helps. But there is heaps of variety and there is a purpose to everything that I'm doing. Um, and I think that's good in terms of um, being able to make that set um, specifically about what it is you're trying to achieve um, at that time um, rather than, like I said, just distance, like just getting in and doing laps and laps and laps because I don't think that actually makes you a better swimmer. No, there's got to be some some purpose behind it, and I mean, even if you are doing, let's say it's like a slow session, a slower session with like pull boy paddles, and it's just to build like your, your base strength and base fitness, like that. Without the right, I think, without the right mindset or reasoning behind it, you just like I'd get to the pool and go, well, what's the point of just 
you know, getting through four or five Ks of just easy work with, with paddles. And like, it's just, it's a very boring session un, until I can link it back to whatever I'm training for uh, and, and how it's actually going to help me. So that's, um, I think that sort of, yeah, that, that reasoning behind it is it makes such a difference. And I know Ryan sort of is, is big on that as well. And uh, one of the other things that um, I know you sort of changed after Hellwick. So um, we had a, um, a coach there, Andre Abradovic, who I know you've been working with uh, pretty closely and he's been on the podcast before. And one of the things he mentioned was just about how, how you should go into a race um, for a triathlon, and I know you sort of took this on board, and it worked really well for you. So, could you can you share that with the with the uh, the listeners about what you how you approach a race now? Yeah, and that was actually one of the um, biggest things that I took away from Hell Week because not so long after Hell Week, I actually raced in the treks, um, the cross triathlon worlds, and Andre talked a lot about going into races quite calm. Um, not expending excess energy pre-race, you know, being mindful, being in the moment, you know, not rushing ahead in your mind and thinking out your race and that sort of thing. So at treks, when we got there, they wetsuited us up and we had to sort of wait on the beach and it was quite a long wait. Anyway, it was good because I had the opportunity to really um, use that time well and I thought about what Andre told us and I actually just, it was hot, everyone was hot. And people were quite restless and complaining. So I just um, sat down low. So I was in everybody's shadow and I was quite cool. Um, and I just visualised my start. I looked for the best place that I could start. I um, monitored my heart rate, made sure that my heart rate stayed low. And I just really tuned out to the sort of commotion. I suppose that was sort of starting to happen pre-race. And everyone was nervous, get nervous. Anyway, we weren't allowed to pre-swim, so we had to stay on the beach. And then we lined up, and I took—I knew exactly where I wanted to stand on the line, and I went for my spot, like at the front, confident, like I wasn't ever going to win that race or, or you know, place in that race, but um, just with confidence, and I was ready, and I, I had the best start in a really strong swim. I think I was eighth or ninth out of the water um, because I just went into it so prepared and so calm and so planned that I didn't waste any energy um, and that's what I, I've found I've been able to take away from that is all of my races now where I've started I've used that I've stayed calm I've stayed collected and um, it's really really helped me have a not just a strong start but a strong race because I've stayed in that sort of calm frame and and I practice that a lot in my training so a lot of my training you know Ryan talks about easing into things and and not, you know, having that rush of adrenaline at the start or that rush of, you know, nerves. Um, and it has, it served me really well. Yeah, it, it sounds like it. And I did this um, I did this breath enhancement training course with a guy called Nam Baldwin, who I've had on the podcast as well. And he's um, he's one of the performance coaches to um, a lot of the big wave surfers. And it's it's very much about that. It's about controlling your, your breath, keeping the heart rate low. And, and that's the kind of um state that you need to be in to to perform well and to make good decisions and um and not panic and so i've been using that a lot just just in sort of general day-to-day stuff but also with my swimming and i think it's it's so underrated undervalued just the um the importance of breathing properly and and most people just aren't taught to 
to breathe in the right way. So um, I think it can make such a, a massive difference. Um, and I mean, as well with like not going out too hard with, with training, my rule of thumb is you're always going to feel pretty rubbish the first 10 minutes that you jump in the water um, before you know, for a session. It, it just takes time to to warm up so like that's why we like to use fins a lot and um, just take things easy and, and then build into it but yeah that it's never going to feel that that great at the start um, because I don't know about you but I mean when people start in swimming if they haven't done squad before they'll their session might look like one kilometer or two kilometers of straight swimming they don't break it up into 50s and hundreds and different sets and different paces so they never quite get that you know they never quite get the benefit of of trying to go at different paces or they never stop at the end to reset, get their technique back where it needs to be and um, to be able to make those the changes that way. So um, just all these little things, I, I think that once you start to pick them up and, and learn them, and especially at Hell Week, you know, we, we go through a lot there. Like there's, it's a bit like a bit of a fire hose, I think, in terms of what you probably learn, but you take away the things that are most relevant for you and then you can use them in your, your normal training program once you you get back home yeah and it's funny because like you get all those voices in your head i um that sounds bad but um you know when i'm racing now and when i'm swimming a lot of those you know phil rush came to her week and he did a lot of stuff on just thinking about where you are in the water and finding your place in the water and then thinking about your form and those things run through my head now every time i you know every time i do a race um, and it's good. It's good for calming you and it's good for um, just having a, a strategy that you work through. So rather than just going out hammer and tong and, you know, hoping for the best, it gives you like a bit of a process. Um, and so those things I think have stuck with me. And, and that's probably for me as someone who likes to have a plan and, and structure around things um, really helped me to be able to go back and just go through the motions now when I race instead of just letting my mind be everywhere and, um, you know, looking at the swimmers around me and, you know, try, just getting lost in, in the, you know, excitement of having a race. Yeah. Yeah, I think that process is so important. And is, is there anything else that you've changed to help you get down to where you are now in terms of your swim times? Is there anything else that you've, you're sort of doing um, differently or, or you've added or, or excluded? Oh. Uh, I think that um, there's a few, like, there's other things, I guess, that contribute to your training. So I guess my training's been really um, quite good and, and quite good quality, I think, um, high quality, and like I talked about. But I guess other things that I've worked on since Hell Week is my strength. Um, we did some strength stuff at Hell Week, and we did a lot of mobility and stabilizing things. And I think one of the things I realized is I wasn't as strong as I wanted to be. Um, and I think strength is important. So I've actually worked quite hard um, with my physio and, and with a couple of programs on improving my strength, improving my upper body strength. A lot of what I was doing before was lower body stuff, you know, thinking about running. And that's the thing about triathlon is it's like a whole body sport. So you've got to concentrate on every every aspect of it. Um, so I think that I'm stronger as a person and as an athlete, definitely. Um and you guys went through heaps of stuff about mobilisation and I hadn't thought about mobilisation as well as and activation as well as just doing strength work. So I've been trying to be more, um, you know, rounded in the way that I approach that. 
I think that was really good. And the other thing that I've um, done is I've changed my nutrition. So I've been working on um, fat adaption with Andre since um, I think about three months out from my my half Ironman um, because I did I have bonked in a few races nutritionally and a few big races, um, and I was quite worried about that doing a half Ironman that you know. I didn't want to do all this training and, you know, get to the event and, and have the wheels fall off nutritionally. Um, so I've worked on not only my day-to-day nutrition, but I've really worked on my race nutrition, on being planned, and I'm planning out from the race. So now I sort of start, you know, midweek when I'm racing um, to get my nutrition and my hydration right. And I have a really strong plan that I practice in all my long sessions. Um, so when I came to racing, my nutrition was just second nature for me like instead of trying to you know worry about it or get stressed about it I just knew what it is that I needed to do to fuel myself leading up to the race and in the race and that was another thing that I found awesome because you do you know expend energy around things when you race that you don't need to um, whether it be your starts or your nutrition or you know what you just your transitions or whatever so Cutting down on those things that you need to worry about actually helps you just get in and have a really solid race and be able to, you know, use the energy where you need to use it. Yeah, absolutely. I think the simpler you can make things, the yeah, the easier it, it is just to, to sort of declutter your mind and be able to focus on, on your pacing and your race plan and everything. So um, it, it just sounds like you've really stepped, I mean, stepped up your triathlon in a, in a way that's quite professional so you've really just sort of professionalized everything that you're you're doing and looking at the whole picture and it's just um as a coach and you know having having had you come along to hell week and um seeing you make the improvements that you you have over the past six eight eight months or so um it's just been really good to see so i'm uh yeah really proud of the the what you've achieved so far and i know your goal is to qualify for uh, for world champs on the gold coast next year so there's a couple of races coming up yeah. where you're um that you're, you're targeting there so um and you're coming back to hell week this year yeah i am and i think um you probably remember so at hell week we had to write down on a piece of paper what our goals were and i think that's probably a really big moment for me at hell week because it's always like kind of overwhelming or maybe not embarrassing, but you you know you put it out there that you have a big goal and it's not always a comfortable thing. And that Hell Week, everyone was like, "Yeah, that's really cool." And I think I remember you saying, "Yeah, you know, I can see you doing that." So that was quite um, for me as an athlete and probably as an, a relatively new athlete. Like I haven't been in the sport for that long. Um, I left with a lot of confidence and I left with the feeling of I can do this, um, and that was quite powerful. And I think that's sort of inspired me to do a lot of the things that I've done. But what I also think is I met lots of different people who have lots of skills. So you had lots of people there with skills that I hadn't necessarily thought about that could be valuable to your training and to your, you know, progressing as an athlete. So I think I made some really good contacts, but also broadened my mind about what I might need to do in my approach to training. Mm. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I, um, I mean, it's such a diverse group as well. There's so many. There's a lot of triathletes, a lot of open water swimmers, or just purely pool swimmers. Um, and so you get to, you get to sort of train with a lot of uh, different types of of athletes too. And there's, 
Um, I mean, one of the the best things I like about training camps, or even just swimming in a squad where there's a you know a good level of of swimmer there, that you're kind of forced to to level up a little bit. There's nothing more motivating than having like other people that you're you're swimming with, and you can just see the level that you, you can get to. Um, or the level that people are, are operating on, and it's it's especially in that environment, it's so so motivating. Like I come back from from Hell Week, and I just um, I see the work ethic that everyone has there, and how hard they've trained, and um, and the, the improvements they've made, and it just really it just fires me up to want to make a better camp next year and see how far we can we can really push it. So. Um, uh, and I, th- I think having the, the diverse group of sort of coaches and stuff there as well that you were talking about, um, that's is good feedback because I mean I know that I don't I don't know everything and that's why I like bringing in other people who are um, who've got a lot of different experiences. Like we had Phil Rush there, who's just had some crazy open water swimming achievements and um, a lot of experience in there. And you know just just learning from him and learning from some other guys. It's uh, yeah, it's it's the way to do it because um, I think you get sick of sick of me if it was if it was eight days of um me running the camp so it's it's good to um to share it around and have other people um teaching things and yeah and sharing their experience yeah no i don't think we'd get sick of you but it was good <laughs> and um i think you just attract a really good group of people like you said we were like it was a cool group um people had different goals and backgrounds and some people were quite experienced and some people were really new and i've followed a lot of people on facebook and you know, in social media that have really gone and chewed off some massive goals after that. People who'd never, you know, open water swam that I've seen doing quite big races. And so, like, I think that the level of, you know, just getting inspired by the people around you was, was really high at her week too. And um, a lot of us have stayed friends. So there's some of us coming back next year together um, because, you know, we've kept in contact and, you know, we've become quite good friends through it. So I think that's really cool. And, we're all different athletes, you know. I, you know, met some open water swimmers, some people that do masters games and things like that, and it, you just get to see other people's ethic and the way that they train and um, that sort of thing. And I think that's interesting. Um, but it makes me love triathlon more. Like it makes me love the diversity of triathlon more. Um, I think that's where my heart lies. But it is good to watch these people also growing and doing what they love to do. Yeah, yeah, that's that's great. No. That's why I've added the second week because we had like it was more than half a camp filled up with just the people returning. So I, ha- I sort of had to open up another week for for Hell Week because it was yeah we had such a, a huge group coming back and and that's why there's an application process for it too. Where in the application you sort of ask a couple of questions about um, like challenges that you've had in the past and how you've overcome them and some of your goals that you'd like to achieve. And um, you know the reason I, I want to do that is uh, to keep the quality of the people coming really high and the people who who really want to get better and aren't afraid to share you know stories of of where they may have not may have failed in the past but they have sort of learned from it and um and improved and yeah just just to sort of keep that that culture at at the level that it is because it's um you know you, you're living in pretty close quarters for for a week at there and you know, you want to be spending that time with people who are who are like-minded and um, you're going to get on with. So that's, um, yeah, that's excellent. And it's been really good having you you're there and I'm looking forward to having you come back. I know you're um, uh, going to be 
uh, coming back with one of the other girls, Jade, who was there last year, and uh, just really looking forward to it. I can't wait until October. Yeah, we're looking forward to it too. We chat about it all the time, actually. So um, <laughs> it will be good. And, and um, Ryan's promised me it's going to be bigger and better than ever. So there's a lot of expectation for this year. But no, <laughs> it's good. It's a beautiful place to be in Thailand. And um, that's part of it. You get a beautiful holiday. But you also work hard. And like, I don't know about other people, but I always feel guilty when I go on holidays and, you know, you tend to slack off on your training or, you know, eat whatever you want. So things, bad habits creep in. But it's good because you can have both. Like you can have a holiday and there's beautiful places to see in Thailand, um, but you also get heaps of solid training in. And that was the most I've ever trained. Like I think that's what also I found is, you know, training like that and training so solidly, I thought I wouldn't be able to actually do it, but I did and um, and loved it, like loved every minute of it. But yeah, that's it's good to hear you say that because, I mean, when we when I first ran the camp, it was it was really like hell week. It was just the sessions were ridiculous that the guys did, and it was um, yeah, it was. I think it was less learning, but it was just more sort of K's and, and harder sessions. But now I think we've got a really good balance of um, of challenging sessions, but it's more about like what you've just you've spoken about in terms of learning all these different things to do with swimming and then you can take each of those little different parts away and um yeah it's still challenging but it's definitely doable especially for i mean you were around the say two minute mark per hundred and um i've had a few people ask me well will i actually make it through this camp because i've never swum that much and i mean we we tailor it so that as long as you're willing to put in the effort you can definitely make the week we're not there just to to smash you it's um it's about yeah, the learning and, and getting something different from each session and um, surviving the week but still having a couple of really good test test sessions in there where you can push yourself and, and see what you're made of. Yeah, and that's the thing. And there was heaps of variety. But um, I was probably mid-pool, I reckon. Like, And that's always a good place to be because I got to see, you know, there were some really fast people there, which is awesome. But their dedication too to swimming was crazy. They were swimming in between sets and, you know, they really sort of did a lot of training. But then there was people who were just sort of, you know, starting out. And, and even watching those guys, like those guys have come a long way since Hell Week and I hope some of them come back because they'll be mid-pool. And, you know, like you get that, that improvement and people continue, you know, flowing through. And I think it's good to go back and see where you're up to and, and have that as a, a measure to whether you've improved, I guess, since last time. Yeah, Totally. Because it's uh yeah it's not just something that you do for for one week you know de- developing as a as a triathlete or a swimmer it's it's it takes a couple of years to really reach your your peak and you know, if you're going to be doing it for for six months well that's great but um, where you really start to see the improvements is when you're committed for the long term like you know like I can see you are and um, I mean we we're talking earlier on the call that you're just so excited to just really excited to keep keep improving your swimming and seeing where you can get to and you're taking the long-term approach where it's not just about going hard for six months and and calling it a, and stopping that it's about building that that base because it you know it really requires a, a good solid training base with you watch junior swimmers they've got that base of a couple of years of consistent training as they grow up and, and that's why they can continue to swim fast without having to train quite as much and 
um, yeah, it's it's a it's a lifelong thing, and I think swimming is one of those great sports that you can do until you're 80, 90, 100 years old. Like I, I see at some of the masters competitions, that uh, you know, yeah, you, once you learn it, you can you can do it for a long time because it's so so easy on the body. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like swimming is still my my biggest love, um, and it is good. Like it's good to to have that you know idea that it is for the long term because. One, it takes away the pressure of having to get better all of a sudden. I think it's just gradual when you see those gradual improvements. But I like the fact that, you know, I'll be swimming for the long haul. Like, it's not something that'll just come and go. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Tabitha, thanks for joining me on the podcast and uh, and sharing your experience at, at How Week and sharing how you've improved from, you know, 20, 25 seconds per 100 Um quicker it's it's just such a, a massive improvement and and i'll be seeing you in a couple of weeks time at orange there where i'm going to do some uh some clinics so i'm looking forward to it appreciate it yeah yeah awesome and thank you for having me along it was um a good opportunity but um i'm really looking forward to coming back for her week and when you come out to orange i think it's great that um you know rural areas i guess get opportunities um to have you guys come along and, and do some work with them too so that's really exciting yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, um, I love, especially working with small groups. And um, I mean, I'm from the country, so I'm probably a bit biased. But I think like country people are, can, you know, tend to be really, really nice people. And um, yeah, it's just, uh, and I think a lot of them are probably your friends who'll be there as well, because I know you referred quite a few people. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I just uh, I love being able to share with people how they can get get faster and the things that I've learned and. Um, helping people like yourself make those improvements and just playing that that small part of it. So, yeah, thank you again. That's awesome. Thanks, Brenton. Thanks for listening to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. If you'd like us to help you become a faster, more efficient swimmer, go to www.effortlessswimming.com.